0: and the multiple birth parents
1: with children with disabilities. And today's episode is Helen Burke Taylor. She is an associate professor in the Occupational Therapy Training Program at Monash University and she has been an occupational therapist for 32 years. Helen worked with children with disabilities and their families for many years here and in the USA. Helen developed a focus on mothers whilst working with children and in 2010 completed a PhD that investigated the health and experiences of mothers. Since then, Helen has developed a program called Healthy Mothers, Healthy Families, which is the longest running, most effective program for mothers in the world. The program has a couple of different parts, including free workshops, a free self-paced website and training for paediatric therapists to better support mothers. Helen is passionate about supporting mothers and doesn't intend to stop advocating for them anytime soon. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional
2: F-word, so it's not really suitable for children.
0: Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning. Oh, shit.
1: Hello, Kate. Hello,
2: Mandy. We've had a wild um, weather in Melbourne this morning and it's raining and it feels like winter.
1: Oh my gosh. I was dropping Molly at school and I just <laughs> said,
2: run! <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you concerned about the weather, Annalise, that's you. Yes. We've had a storm.
1: We have. Mu- and we haven't had one for a while. No, so
2: we usually get a storm in dark. summer. And it was yeah. it was. Dark, like yeah. scholarship, Snapchatted me from uni, and she's like, "It's like nighttime and belting rain." Because when she left home, it was yes. Fine.
1: <laughs> anyway, anyway, weather anyway, talk, weather talk. Yes, yeah, so we have got someone I've been wanting to have in the podcast for a long time. You have so, You've so
2: often quoted her to me. Yes, I mm,
0: have. Mm. So, would you like to introduce yourself and say hello, Mandy and Kate? I'm so happy to be here. Um, it's Helen Burke Taylor, uh, and I am. Really looking forward to this conversation with you guys. Yes, oh, so
2: are we. So yes. are we. So we always start this podcast with three questions. The first one I will ask you is, do you have a favourite band or music or song that either pumps you up when you're feeling really happy or lifts you up when you're feeling a bit down?
0: Yeah, I had a good think about this and, and I've ended up with two. One would be Beautiful Day from U2. Oh, I love, I love being, that
2: song. You
0: know, Yay. a teenager in the... 80s and yes. loving you, uh, Bono but oh, yeah Beautiful yes. Day just loud cranked it's mm, a great feel-good mm, song mm. you know don't don't let it slip away no. uh and then the other one for how relentless you have to be in life and resilient would be Titanium ah oh. you know you, you push me down but I won't fall yes <laughs> so Titanium would be the, the song if you looked at my Spotify playlist uh every year sadly i drive along in my car to work with (laughs) titanium loud yeah Yeah. no it's i love an anthem
2: yeah i have i reckon three or four songs that always end up on my rapt yeah "Yeah, these
0: are my songs (laughs) yeah
1: anthems good words yeah yeah what about did you win any awards at school
0: sadly i was not a winner uh i was um a naughty kid who talked a lot. Really? And so I would be at the other end of the spectrum.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know,
0: speaking up too much. Uh so when I looked at that, I was like, no, no, look, really not an award winner. Lucky to not get expelled once or twice. Mm. Um you're more uh, our sort uh, of yeah. more our
2: sort of yeah. Tip, yeah. really.
1: Yeah. Spent a little <laughs> yes. bit of time on the yeah. outside of the yeah. classroom. Me, outside those doors yep. many times. Yeah. Yep.
0: Looking yep. in. Yeah. Yep. I think I, I only avoided it, um, I think because I wasn't bad at my schoolwork but Mm. um just I I think speaking up in school to injustices in classrooms was just something that I um probably a personality trait that I continue and one of the reasons I've pushed um you know the agenda for mothers Mm. so hard because you you know someone's got to speak up and and advocate so yeah yeah. so not award winner but I will say last year Healthy Mums won an award for the mothers that got trained Ah. um, to deliver the program so we had you know, we've trained I don't know maybe thirteen mothers now who wow. um, can deliver the program um, very competently. We've researched how effective they are, and so we won an award from the European Academy of Child Disability and the and the Australian wow. Academy, um, just recognizing uh, the role of mothers in helping mothers. So that's an award, but it came you know, 30 years after I finished
1: high school. Yeah. <laughs> wow, congratulations. I think
2: actually that really struck a chord with me because in high school, I often stood up for kids that were bullied and I wasn't really, I wasn't outgoing like I am now. I wasn't shy, but I was just a middle of the range kid and I didn't, I don't like conflict. I didn't like it then. But, you know, I just remember once a teacher was actually bullying a student and this teacher turned out to be extremely problematic. And I just, I couldn't not say something. It's like this this weird thing that bottles up comes out of you, you know, like when you've let the top off the Coke. And I think actually that means a lot to me because once I had my twins, all of that came back Mm. and I was advocating and standing up for them again and my other children. And I'm like maybe that's better than a ward in high school, the Mm. fact that you stood up for people. yeah. Hmm.
0: Let's say, like my story was I corrected a nun in a library of um, seven and 12 students because... She spoke so harshly to a year seven student. Mm. And I stood up in the silent library and I said, that's no way to talk to a 12-year-old. No, well, it's not. And even when I was saying it, I was thinking, she's a nun. I know, no, my heart's pounding, nun. but I have to say this. Yes. But, and I had to apologise on behalf of all year 12s of course, being yes. rude. Yes. You know, so so I think you and I might have um, <laughs> have something in common Kindred there. Kindred spirits. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. <gasps>
2: Okay, mm. and our favourite question, why are you part of our pea tribe?
0: Uh, well, I, uh, I'm part of the pea tribe for lots of reasons. I, I am an OT and mm. I've been a paediatric OT for a long time, several decades, of course. <laughs> uh, I um, am here to help the peas with um, watering the peas, giving the mm. peas the sunshine and the things they need. Yeah, And I think, you know, metaphorically that's what I see my role as mm. now, like ha- working with children but, you know, mums and dads but whole family mm. um and then i do have um two of my own children who have um a chronic medical condition that's um requires really constant management mm. so i, I understand mm. what it's like to get up at night and do all those sorts of things mm. Mm. Uh, my kids are 17 to 22 now so um looking good but uh <laughs> yeah so i think um I'm a P for all those reasons. You're a, you're a triple threat P as well.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, can you, I, I heard about you. Um, I, I was, came and did your course. I think it was 2018, maybe 2017. I can't quite remember. I remember seeing it advertised and thinking I should go and do that. Mm. And then finally I did. And um. I just thought this is magic and mm. the world needs to know about it, which they do, but we're going to tell more people about that today. Can you tell us about the origins of starting the course?
0: Yes. So uh, as, a, as a PEDS OT, you know, really I started working at the Royal Children's Hospital here in Melbourne in about 1991 or so. And so, you know, what happens to you when you graduate into OT physio, nursing, any of those professions, is you're just this young person with, you know, good intentions. but And so, um, you know, you can say all sorts of things to mothers and uh, without, you know, like, oh, why don't you wear this all night long um, and put this on your child all night long and, <laughs> you know, it's going to do X, Y, Z. And so, uh, you know, I, I started to really understand the perspective of mothers in mm-hmm. working with them on, on you know, ways to help their child, even, you know, going to homes, looking at home business, mm-hmm. things like that. So, so I, I, w- I ended up living in America for seven years and um, working with children again and mothers there. And I've noticed a real difference between American mothers who had children with a- additional care needs and Australian mothers oh. because I came back to Victoria and there were two OTs in the school system, whereas in the US it's mandated for allied health in schools. Really? Uh, no. And so th- what that means is that we have more mums out having to advocate. Mm. Uh And so I ended up doing a big study where I interviewed mothers, I interviewed paediatricians about the situation of mothers and their health. And I I really expected mothers who did a lot of lifting to have back problems and mothers who had children with really challenging behaviours to have mental health problems. But what came out of it is that, you know, for all mothers, um, compromised mental health is the biggest risk Mm. uh, and a lack of participation in healthy behaviours. And those are the sorts of things that, we do to keep up our heart health and, you know, mental health, walking, you know, playing some sort of sport, doing enjoyable things for yourself. So I, I met with a, um, I actually, first of all, delivered it in Chicago with a mother whose son's now turning 36 mm-hmm. next week, mm-hmm. SCP, yes, um, and we delivered it to 100 mothers. And then I joined with a women's health general practitioner and we built in all the women's health yes. materials. We got physio, we got dietetics. And we really started to focus and try to help mum to prioritise herself, you know, in a daily life where it's really hard to do that, yeah. really hard to protect time for yourself and find time for yourself. So um, it just grew from there and we've been running the workshops, you know, 11 years mm. we've been running them to 75 workshops, over 1,200 mothers, mm. um, 12,000 site users on my website and, you uh, yeah, so my relentlessness mm-hmm. and my, you know, standing up has really paid off in mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. way. And mothers deliver it now. I don't deliver it anymore, yes. which is very sad because i i, I feel, I feel, you know, like it. an empty nester. I I, I do, and I want to mm. interact with mums. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I miss that. I really do. But you know, it, it's the correct thing for mums to deliver it. And now I train um, OTs and physios to bring coaching into their intervention, you know, with children mm. so that it sort of starts with mum, um, how are you going, what have you been doing, how's your health, da, 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 da he's sleeping and then moving into the child. So we sort of get mm. that package. So um, it's a really short reply to, uh, you know, many years now mm. of um, enjoying mothers, helping mothers to help themselves um, because it's not a magic program. Mums do all the work. Yes. They do the learning, they write the goals and they do it. And they can do it. And our our outcomes are very good. Mums can improve the situation for themselves and improve their own health at the right time for them. Mm. So, So when
2: you say to a mum or um, your staff say to a mum, how are you doing? How are you sleeping? Because nobody asks us that, like ever. Yeah. Does it yeah. automatically? Like I know when someone really looks at me and goes, how are you going? <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. and so you start to cry. Does it change yeah. the whole mood of the consultant?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, we we um, trained 11 OTs um, to deliver this. And the mums that we interviewed about receiving this intervention um, they said they felt seen, Yes. Mm. and they f- they'd felt like the unseen yes. before that mm. and mm. ignored, mm. Um, and which is absolutely shocking. But mm. but you know, but so so the answer, Kate, is that it makes mothers feel seen, yes. oh, which is powerful. It, yeah, it it validates mm. um, who they are and what they're doing mm. in in that role, um, and it also makes. If a therapist is able to ask that of a mother and, and that therapist knows the child really well, it goes so well because um, understanding what the mum's needs are and what her daily routine is, aside from the child, like Mandy said, she rushed her daughter to school and she's burned back to your studio, mm, mm. Um, you know, um, if if that OT or that physio understands that, they're not going to say, look, Mandy, just take a jog between <laughs> the drop off and the recording start. That's oh, right. Mandy, where's your apple and the yes. big glass of lemon infiltrated water? Yeah. Yes. What is coffee for? Yep. So, so it's all you know. Oh, and I could cry already. Oh, no, I don't cry. No, you're all right. Oh,
1: <laughs> I know, but it's true. And when I when I walked into true. that room for the first time, and it was filled with my people, mm. and and there was cut up fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Someone I was like, fruit. someone
2: has cut up I fruit know. for us. It's the greatest, yes. greatest I just was ever.
1: like, this is the best place ever. And mm. to actually sit there and hear about my life, mm. that someone took the time to study it and mm. say that that's important. Yeah, and how It's really protect... enormous.
2: I think I was saying to someone the other day, I'm not scared of dying. Like, I'm not saying that that's a good or a bad thing. I just don't have that fear. But I have a terrible fear of leaving my twins hmm. rather than every myself. single day. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I just I really need them to be older and I, yes. you know so I think everything changes up when you have a child with a disability and it you yeah, it life is different.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and and so I think um you know, it, we talk about the the journey of mothers in in the program and you know, um every every young parent when they've got a young child um, has sleeplessness, puts aside their yes. own gym membership, yes. doesn't yes. see their mates because they're too sleep deprived. Yes. Yep. Um, but the issue when you've got a, a child with disabilities, with higher care needs, is that that, that actually doesn't end no. in, the prim- in the preschool years. So mums sort of say they feel like they're in a state of health recovery. Yes. Mm. And, you know, by the time their child goes to school. So so you already have that six or seven year yeah. yeah, yeah, but I just want to say too, this is common to mothers across cultures. Yes, like there was a fantastic study of um, mothers in Saudi Arabia, fifteen mothers of children with CP, and they say exactly the same thing as mothers in Australia. It's 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 a it's an international issue, mm. and the support of mothers in particular, because they do most of the hard yards, mm. and you know we, we already know the Australian Bureau of Statistics tells us three times more. Um, direct childcare, yes. you know, that's mm. the toileting and the dressing and all those, yes. all those, getting in and out of the car, yep. getting the wheelchair in and out of the car, yes. putting the socks on, yes. um, all that stuff. So, um, and you know, that's you, you know, that's the way Labor's divided in lots of families. Mm. Of course, there's dads that come to the party and other partners yep, and yep, people. Yep, yep. but yeah, look, it's yeah. So, um, yeah, it, but but part of the tribe, you're right, Mandy, is. Being in the room, there's we we create a very positive buzz yes. because we want people to enjoy and meet each other. Yes, um, Natalie Elder, who is one of the facilitators, yes. she's trained. She she would put out massive, beautiful food. Yes. mum, the fruits, the yep. vegetables, the dips. Yes, she um, did. I really miss those face to face workshops yes. because we haven't done them since the
1: pandemic. Yes, but, I think I might but. have been one of the last ones. I well, you know, I I remember.
0: Yep. Mm. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm so glad to hear that, that you like the fruit. That's good.
1: Oh, I mean, who cuts me <laughs> up with strawberries? Oh, no no one. <laughs> Nobody. You would have heard me. I would have been like, wow. <laughs> how did you know? And I, I can't remember the name of the doctor that's part of your team. What's her name? Uh, Fiona Jane. That's right. And she yes. was there when I did the course. And yes. how did you know, how did you and Fiona know what to what to structure for the course? How did you work that out?
0: Yeah, so um, the research findings with mothers is we actually asked them what they need and so um, they wanted to be with other mothers. They wanted um, top-level information in a time-efficient um, way. Yep. They they wanted to be removed from their home environment. Yes. Um, which is why we had the face-to-face workshops. Uh, so all those things we, we got from interviews and then we sort of Shared what Fiona knew of what women need in their twenties, and their thirties, and their forties. You know, from the point of view of keeping your bone density, you know, right, um, mm. doing the right screens so that we're preventative, like the bowel screen when you turn fifty. So, so, and then with my knowledge of pediatrics and what mothers say, because of course, all tasks in the home is shared somewhat between the child with additional care needs and the mum, because mum will do so much, child will do. So a bit and we're always trying to push the proportions so the child does a bit more and mum mm. does a bit less mm. you know you know in tasks whatever they are mm. so we put our knowledge base together and and came up with the program but um the other thing was um when I went to Chicago and did it with my friend Patty who you know I was saying her son who's in a wheelchair and I hope she's listening to this hi Patty, hi, Patty. Um, hi, Patty. yeah hi Patty <laughs> Patty's um Patty and i are meeting at the European Academy of child disability in Slovenia of all places wow. in May. I haven't been, yeah, I haven't been overseas for a conference in um, 13 years, which when yes. you're an academic, you should do that every year because right. you're supposed to, be able to disseminate and share your findings. But of because course. of my start my kids, I don't want to leave them, so I didn't. Yes. Now they're old, I'm mm-hmm. going. Anyway, I'm meeting Patty, and I'm going to discuss healthy mums in a forum there um, to European, the European system. So um, anyway, so we we patty co-led it's really important to have mums in the room mm. um who um leading and telling their story and so uh we we've, we've just built it together we evaluated it every time we kept melding it towards mu- what mothers told us in the feedback and um so it's really heavily influenced by mothers in the design and with mothers during the workshops and then what they say we read every every piece of feedback like Fiona and I would sit and pour over the feedback, good and bad, and and change it. Mm. You know, because you you don't you want to make make it worthwhile, mm. people. So, mm. Mm.
2: so the fir- very very first course that you ran, how did you advertise it, and how many people came?
0: Yes, well, in in the US, Patty organised it. So I have to say, Patty advertised, and we got over hundred mothers in the room. Wow. Patty. Yeah, Patty is. I don't know if she's uh, like raised 15 million for children with cerebral palsy or more, but okay. so, she, so you she's get a power powerhouse mum, yeah, and you, you got the, the, the room is full, yeah. Okay. yes, yeah. But in Australia, <laughs> coming back here, um, is so my personal story too is I'm my partner's American, that's why I keep talking about that, right, and my right. two of my daughters were born there, and anyway, so it gets a little bit mixed up. But then here, um, you know, just sending out to all the, the schools, um, you know, specialised schools, Sent, you know, advertising through Association for Children with a Disability, yeah. mm. through, you know, Cerebral Palsy Support Network, um, you know, all, all those places, just sending it out and mums would post it. And, you know, we, we'd have, you know, 35 yep. mums in the workshop. They're smaller now, but early on too, I would ring every single mother. Like if mm. I got a registration or an email, mm. I would ring every mother. Like I was mm. I was on the phone like constantly yeah. talking to the mothers, explaining what they would get if they came, um, making sure it's what they wanted, mm. um, preparing them for it. But it's we don't do that anymore. Now we've got registration mm. and we actually have some workshops coming up that are free that I'll tell you about. Oh, yeah, great. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. How did you feel in COVID? Were you worried about us?
0: Mm. very worried yeah Mm. very very worried Mm. uh I think that um yeah the isolation you know was very difficult the homeschooling you know brothers and sisters trying to work trying to you know do all the things needed to be done I mean I think mothers are champions mothers are amazing mothers are very important people the pandemic you know, it was just too much for many people mm-hmm. and I think a lot of mums are in recovery still oh, yes, trying definitely. To get over their, definitely get over their front doorstep and out into mm. the community for mm. something other than their child's
1: mm. needs. So mm. I think
0: it's been very difficult. But, you know, um, in lots of ways I the pandemic is a good learning point for the community because for some families, you know, the home, they're very home-based all the time. Yes, because that's, that's right. Child, You know, it's hard to get out. Yeah. So um so it's a learning point. You know, we we all want to get out and be members of the community and have friends and go to their houses and stuff. And um so the pandemic sort of, you know, taught everyone how much we value that. But yeah, no mothers um I I think have had a very hard time. If I just tell you quickly, we did um I did research on mothers before the pandemic and then during the pandemic. Uh And yeah, and so because we had face to face workshops from uh, 2018 to 20 which you must have come to yes. Andy 23 and then we did 20 across the pandemic and and mother's stress distress depressive symptoms mm. were, were much higher across mm. the pandemic mm. but they still were able to improve the situation for themselves being in the program mm. so that as, I, I as a sort of OT researcher I've mm. got to study everything I'm doing I don't want to just you know, advertise, it's effective. Mm. I've got to show that it's effective. Mm. So you ask mums and um, through partnering with Kindred, um, we've done online workshops and mothers have delivered those. And we showed that they were able to improve their um, stress levels, to reduce their symptoms of depression and to improve their healthy behaviours. Not at the same level as the pre-pandemic mums, because of course they can get out into the community. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. You know, but they were still able to help themselves, you know. Mm. So it's it was really great, great news. Yeah. When we were in the
1: depths of it, I don't remember exactly when, but Kate and I were both having mm. anxious, anxious times. Mm. I was having heart palpitations for mm. a long time. I took myself to hospital. Mm. And the reason why I did is because when I did your course – you talked about statistics and I want you to tell some of these to our community. And and one of them was that, um, you know, there's high incidence of mothers having heart attacks with children with cerebral palsy. And I've had a friend have two heart attacks. And I knew I probably wasn't. And I knew I was probably just anxious. Mm. But I went to the hospital because of your course. Mm. And they said, "You're it's okay. Your heart is okay. But why don't you just stay the night in emergency?" Mm. And I just said, "Okay." Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, "Would you like to stay another night?" (laughs) And I said, "I (laughs) would like to, but I have to go home if I'm well." Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well,
0: Mandy. Yeah. Um, Well, congratulations to you for following that up, and I'm really glad you did. I felt embarrassed
1: Um, when I got there,
0: but then I thought I have to
1: take you seriously.
0: Absolutely. Do. Yeah, and, yeah. and all the listeners need to understand that too is, um, if you if you feel a difference in your health in any way, mm. much higher stress levels, heart palpitations, pain, you know, a, a lump on your arm, mm. go to your GP, follow up immediately because mm. um, putting it off is just um, you know increases your chances of a poor outcome if something does come up. So so I I'll, I'll share some of the statistics with you, Mandy and Kate. Um, now, what we, what we say, though, is that, of course, all this research, and I find it easy to sprout off research, but it's from mums in the past, all the research is from the past. Mm, mm. And so it's not a foregone conclusion that any listener is going to be in this category. Mm. And what we're trying to do with a program like Healthy Mums and all the other things that are available now mm. is is um, pull you away from being at risk of being in that group. Mm. 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 And so, um, so the rates um, consistently across every country that studied mothers, and I'm telling you, nearly every single country has, Mm. you know, Iran, Korea, I've just had someone from Korea wanting one of my tools to study Korean mothers, Japan, Brazil, all over the place, Um, much higher rates of mental health um, conditions. Mm. Um, And so, and again, that's not a foregone conclusion because um, mental health all sorts of things affect our mental health. Not not being in contact with others, mm. you know, the conditions of the pandemic, not seeing your friends, That's not right. walking with your friends, mm. you know, all those sorts of things increase your risk. Mm. So other um, other statistics though would be that mothers have got a forty percent higher risk of dying of, from cardiovascular disease, and um, or actually, and then much higher risk of dying from cancers. Um, as well as that mental health um, risk. And so you can see why, you know, a women's health GP and having mm. physio and dietetics mm. in the program and feeding into the program and having little little films in the website, you know, about this sort of stuff is so important because, as I was saying, they're women in the past. And, yes. you know, that's really terrible. But with cardiovascular disease, you know, having a child with a disability doesn't cause that. No. What causes that? is uh, a lack of ability to care for yourself. Mm. We're biological beings. We need to move. Mm. You know, we need to sleep through the night. Mm. You know, if you've got constant year-in, year-out sleep interruption Mm. for care, that's going to make you less active during the day, Mm. right? It's going to make, you know, all those sorts of things. So this is where um, the program is trying to help mums just see that, prioritise themselves, Mm. Mm. Um, find where the time can be protected, even mm. 15 minutes, a 15-minute block, mm. um, and then what are you going to do with it? But also um, react. You know, if something's different, react. Take mm. yourself to the GP, mm. take yourself to the emergency room mm. and and get yourself checked out. Mm. Which is,
1: I don't know, we just don't do it. We don't and I felt guilty and my kids were texting me, where are you? Because yeah. I just kind of went but yeah. um yeah and then I felt silly and all of that but I also thought I just have to get it checked
2: and I think we underestimate I, well I do like I've um spoken about on here the fact that I need a knee replacement because when I was 18 I was hit by a car and they said to me when you're about 50 this is really going to be an issue and I was like 50 oh, anyway they were right <laughs> um anyway when I went to the orthopedic surgeon late last year I really thought he was going to say It's not that bad. You know, you're I just felt like, even though it is really painful and it's it wakes me up every night and I can't walk upstairs, I thought this isn't as bad as it gets. It will be much worse than this. I'd really underestimated. He was like, This is the worst it's gonna be. You've got you you need a new knee. There's nothing we can do for you. I was so shocked because (laughs) I don't know. I think we always think everybody else has it worse off. I think, yeah. and I'm no martyr. I'm not, you know, but I was just like, oh, surely people have it much worse than me. And I'm sure it's not that bad. And then he was like, no, no, you're fucked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so what you're making me think about there, Kate, is that maybe mums become under reporters. They mm, like, become under reporters until like you, you literally can't yes. wait there on your knee. And then yes. you go, Excuse me, Doctor, <laughs> but I think my knee needs to be replaced. Yes. So maybe your tolerance, because you you can't afford to be, um, you know, the the boy who cried wolf. No. no. You can't afford to be overly sensitive. And and I just want to say I've, I've heard you both talk about the word self-care, which is, you know, um, which is jarring for lots of people, because yes. we don't really mean self-care. No. Like, get your nails done and, no, you know, no. we don't mean that. We actually mean... Um, saving get yourself our lives. Get your surgeon and get your knee yes, checked yes 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 but also go to the dentist like mandy you might remember you know we've interviewed many mums and we use all those quotes in the workshop just like real statistics because if we respect mothers we share the real situation mm. with them so that they're informed they're informed and can make a decision about themselves mm. but in in the workshop we talk about the mum who um, had a child with autism and um, although they've taken the child to the Dentist faithfully every six months. They hadn't been to the dentist themselves in seven years. Yep. And, and, <laughs> yes, and sure. so, yeah. And yes, and so easily. Yeah. Yeah. And so even and with the pandemic too, like I haven't been back to the dentist. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's lots of mums listening. Who haven't you been back to oh, because definitely. everyone's waiting list is long. Yeah. You can't be bothered oh, with your mom. Totally. Um so you know I think it's about getting out your diary uh Protecting the time, making the appointment, and going to the appointment. There's several steps in it. Mm. But even if you try and protect the time and make the appointment, you cancel it, and then you do it again, and you cancel it. Maybe the, you know like just keep persist. Yeah, okay. Don't give up and persist.
2: Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. Bye. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. <laughs> But we prioritise our money for our children. Mm. You know, like I'm not going to let um, one of my kids have a cavity. You know, I'm going to get to that dentist and get that fixed or get them braces or whatever they need. But I think then we're like, well, I've now spent $500 this month on dental. I'm not going to, I don't have the money for myself.
0: Yes, yes. Kate, I did a study on 30 parents of children with cerebral palsy and I asked them about the distribution of um, finances ah. and um, money for, for medical and dental and mm. um, things for enjoyment and mm. education and stuff. And the mums, the mums missed out on everything. Mm. They prioritised the partner, the siblings, yep. the child with disabilities,
2: mm.
0: or um, everything right down to leisure. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, and going to the know, dentist is not really leisure. No. No, it's not leisure, is it? I know,
1: but we still do well, it. Well, the first time I remember having when the twins were little and I was lying back thinking, I can sit still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sometimes it is a bit of leisure, but no. 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 Last week I took my daughter with cerebral palsy to she she was unwell. I took her to the doctor and I was sitting in there and it was a respiratory clinic because she actually ended up having the flu. But I knew that I had an UTI. And I was sitting there thinking, if only you could help me, doctor. Mm. Like now, I have to take her home. Then I have to go and book in another appointment for me because I know this is happening. And I just was sitting in there thinking, if only I could say to you, doctor, do you reckon you could check me too while I'm here? Or just give me a script yeah, for I'll antibiotics? Just, yeah, or just what give me is. a script because I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. of course I didn't, but I just thought this yeah, of course, I'm going to come last.
2: I have to. Not only that, I think you said to me that you were sitting there with her thinking, I don't really feel well. Yeah. Maybe I've got a UTI yeah. because you're yeah. so focused. You know, normally when you get yeah. a UTI, you're like, I've got a UTI. It's like a light bulb. Yeah. You're so focused yeah. on your child and we're so scared of COVID, especially with cerebral palsy, yeah. that yeah. you didn't even know that you had a
0: UTI
2: <laughs> for a long time because you yeah. weren't getting better. But I'm going to
0: ask you, Mandy, if you had gone to the doctor for your UTI and your child was in the room and they started coughing and there was only one appointment, what would you have done then? I, I probably would have pulled the card with her. I would have asked, mm. please help yeah. her.
1: Yeah, mm. I definitely yeah. would have. You would
0: have back. Yeah. yeah. And so so mums are very good at advocating for their children. Mm. They're very good at seeking information about their child's condition, about all those people that are going to help and who won't help because i will stay away from them. Mm -hmm. They're very good (laughs) at communicating and speaking up for their child, although sometimes um, maybe anger gets in the way because it's a pretty frustrating system. Mm -hmm. Very. Um, Mums are champions for their children, but you've got all those skills and what we say in healthy mums is turn those skills on yourself. Mm. Shout out for yourself. Like you did that, Mandy, when you went to the ER, Mm. you know, and you stayed the night, you know you wanted the second night, you know, <laughs> I would have been saying <laughs> the second night. But you you've got to sort of say, look, I actually have the skills. It's mm, um, true. I, I, I do have the skills. I, I need to use them for myself. Mm, we yeah. use them for our parents when our parents age. We mm. use them for our sister when she's sick and we need to look after her kids as well. Mm. Like, you know, it's you've got to turn that on yourself. When you, I don't know what it is about women that we won't do that. Caring yeah. is very gendered. Men yes. are better at that. You know, learn off blokes, you know, because and you won't hear that said much, (laughs) yeah. Well, no, but we have to, we have to say because we don't want to, you know. Um, I've said before, like, if I ask a couple about what sort of leisure do you do, oh, yeah, what's leisure, you know, um, it's a good way to start between the yeah, between the couple because you know, the Australian Bureau of Statistics shows that women women get 30 minutes less leisure time a day compared to men. Mm. A day. Mm. So every day, if you had 30 minutes for leisure, can you imagine 30 more minutes?
2: Oh, oh, I can Um, remember. And my husband, my ex-husband, worked very long hours. So, you know, he wasn't a lazy lie around, nothing like that. But I can remember when the twins were little and I had five kids, you know, I was very, very, very tired And I can remember him saying that he'd gone over to the um, shopping centre across the road and he'd walked through the food court and decided what to have for lunch and I thought, the hatred in me (laughs) towards you. (laughs) But all he'd done was go choose lunch. But I was like, I can never choose lunch. I cannot leave these four walls unless I'm dropping people somewhere. And to me, he was living the life of (laughs) Riley. Yes, yes. (laughs) Because the concept of even... Buying, bought food and choosing and eating in a food court, which is not where I want to go for lunch, if I'm honest, was so appealing. So, yeah, leisure time was just not even.
1: Not on, yeah. No. I think maybe your course too, there was a light bulb in that if I'm doing better, she's Mm. doing better. So I must prioritise me mm, because if I'm drowning, we're all drowning. Mm. yes Mm. I remember that when I moved from breastfeeding to bottle feeding I remember saying to myself in the mirror it's them or you yeah that sounds very dramatic no and people might not ever understand that but I remember thinking I'm choosing this for all of us
2: Mm, mm, I can't
1: do this anymore
0: Mm -mm. yes and and some things do need to change Mandy you know you're right like um you you know if if it's not sustainable for everyone Mm. everyone in the family matters everyone matters Mm. uh you know um i think there's there's there might be some assumption that mums have that they they full on go looking after children and doing everything and there's so many things to do with services and um you know medical care oh, you know people have got all sorts of different reasons that they mm. that they need to spend a lot more time mm. with their child and organizing things for mm. their child mm. but um if you're feeling better yourself mm. you're feeling fitter you're feeling more positive you know, you're feeling more patient. Uh, you're. It, it can only benefit others. The downstream benefit mm. for your children, mm. your partner, your extended family, and your friends mm. is huge. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. It's. I, I don't. Yeah, the the research shows that too. Is that children with disabilities, their quality of life improves as their mother's quality of yes, life. Yes, it has and, to. And, yeah. Yes. the Stress that, that it improves. What so, about
1: have you been able to do any study on the NDIS and obviously we know that's added our stress load but also I've got support workers in our home I've got yes. I've got some help mm. so yes. ha- have you been able to do any
0: research Yes we've done we've done some research um I'm going to talk about a couple of things here so so early on we did one year in the NDIS and we interviewed about 10 parents mostly mothers about what it was like and and we heard you know, there was too long a wait for equipment and mm. there was too long a wait for, uh, you know, and, and also there was all sorts of things, administrative problems, et cetera, et cetera. But those parents also said, I have hope. Mm. This is wonderful. Yes. It's great. Um, and so right now we're doing three years in the NDIS and so we're currently mm. recruiting parents for that actually. Um, and we're going to ask them again, you know, what what how's the family life changed and how's life for your children changed? Mm. Mm. But but with the NDIS, um, they they publish a dashboard every six months or so, and that that that's um, the outcome for participants. How are they going? And then they also do family and carers. And and what the dashboard says because people like me are looking at the children in up mm. to fourteen, but also mm. the parents. Mm. And so children doing much better every mm. year. That the NDIS seems to improve, and it's not perfect, but you know it's being melded towards need. It's getting better. But but parental well being is actually declining a bit each year.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: So um how fascinating. Yeah. It's just more, it's more evidence for mums. Um, every little thing you do for yourself is a step in the right direction. Even listening to the podcasts, this mm. podcast right now is a step in the right direction yeah. because you're thinking, you're comparing it mm. to yourself,
2: mm.
0: you know. Um, Mandy's got her experience. Kate's got her experience, you'll mm. have your friends. Mm. Um, you know what can I do for myself and mm. and it doesn't have to be today. It can be tomorrow or next week, but uh, you know doing something for yourself, looking after your health is really important.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Yeah, I know
2: I have got a couple of friends and acquaintances that I've met through the disability community who do one week on one week off care for their children and the week, that they are caring for their children, Um, they literally get no rest and then they'll rest the next week. How do you think it's possible to sort of um, bank rest or do they, like how do we manage things like that? Yeah,
0: I think it's really individual Mm. because if someone's designed their situation that way, and it works for them, mm. then that's the right thing for them. Mm. But for most people, like um there's if we think about stress, we can call it, we can say chronic stress. Mm. What do you think chronic stress is, Mandy and Kate? Chronic stress all the time. Or yes. yes. Ongoing relentless. Ongoing. Yeah, right. I was gonna say
1: relentless. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Never ending. Yeah. Mm. Yes, never ending. and and episodic stress on off, mm. you know, mm. an mm. on-off situation. Mm. Um and so what we want to do with stress is we want to keep, we want to get our stress levels down. So mm-hmm. for some people the on-off might work. Yeah. But what we can't have is this chronic high stress mm-hmm. because, you know, th- there's there's a point where you will um, not be able to get off the couch. Yeah. You know, it might mm-hmm. be six hours, you can't get off the couch or two hours. Mm-hmm. But, um, y- you know, we're not robots. And, mm-hmm. and as we age too, you actually probably could have done it in your 20s. Yes uh you know we could do all sorts of things in our 20s yeah, yeah i feel like this
2: is the truth this is but your yep. 40s and 50s. the rubber's hitting
0: mandy's road
2: yeah yes yep
0: mm. but mandy's gonna mandy's gonna get up and she's gonna dust herself off and she's gonna keep going mm. and you've got to look after you just have to look after yourself and you know i hope that isn't jarring for people listening because you know part of people's process and the catalyst for change we do start off with denial and anger. Mm. Like there were people listening to me saying, "Oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about." Yeah, In my life, I can't, life, that. I yep. can't find yes, five minutes.
1: That's right. Um,
0: Definitely. You know, and and if you're saying that to yourself, I think let yourself say that. Yeah. Then you've got to reflect on why am I saying that? Mm. Am I being a barrier to my own? Yes. Yes, mm. or am I? Um, you know, why am I doing that to myself? Mm. Because. The only person that's going to help you is you, mm. you know. We've got to take responsibility yep. for ourselves. Yeah. People aren't, is true.
2: People are not marching in going, come here, I'll give you 10 minutes to have a cup of tea while I blah, blah. They're no, really not. they're not.
0: But you can do it for each other. Like yeah. I think, yeah. you know, um, we cut up fruit for Mandy. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, yeah. just the smallest things. The smallest uh, things. Go a long way. Yes. yes.
2: And I think when you said people feel seen, I think for me, That is almost more important than actually getting help. For someone to say to me, I really see you. Like I was away a couple of weekends ago and there was a woman there who had been through a similar thing in her life than I went through and she just looked at me right in the eyes and she said, this is a really hard time. I'm so sorry that this is what you're doing right now, but it gets better. And I just thought that's better than a bunch of flowers. That's better than someone turning up with donuts. Yes. I actually felt lighter all day mm. even though my situation didn't change at all
0: mm. yeah yeah there's this great um um sociologist in Florida and she has um that her child would be in their 40s probably now with cerebral palsy and she um describes people as the knowing mm. like yeah. that, that woman was the knowing yeah and yes. the others ah. yeah. and so you know in the knowing, Yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. I don't need to buy it for you. No, you don't. No. uh, And she tells this story of um, mothers sitting in a waiting room at the therapy practice, and little Johnny's got his shiny red shoes on. And someone says, um, Oh, Johnny, what beautiful red shoes you have on today. Are they new? And the mum says, "No, they're not new. It's just that his feet never hit the ground." And everybody laughs Yeah. because they all—they're all in the knowing. Yeah. They all know the little boy can't stand and walk. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And so they all. Whereas in another environment, that might have been super awkward and hurtful. Yes damaging a micro trauma for the mum yeah when growth, you're with your was, people yes and yeah it's, it's yeah so I, I like the knowing but yeah she's a oh, great I love the knowing. Yeah, I love, love the and, knowing yeah the knowing
1: micro yes. trauma is really oh it's constant and you can't be ready for it no <laughs> you think I'm yeah. ready I've heard it all
2: and, and
0: then
1: they're all mm. so
2: specific
1: mm.
0: yeah it's just it, it's hard it's hard understanding how to react to people um mm. because I think everyone's tried everything you know, yeah. from what mothers say, they've tried aggro. They've yep. tried ignoring. Yeah, but it's not your job to go out and educate the community. No, no. It's not. Would, what your job is is to protect yourself and your family, and mm. think about your well being mm. and how much it's going to cost me mm. to react or whatever. That's like if true. Is, you know, if it's going to cost you more to say something then I would advise walking away. If it's going to cost you, it's going to be more damaging not to. Then you need to say something we can't do that in a spontaneous second no but you know it it's yeah if we can pres- they call those sort of the micro traumas of everyday life mm. um but everyone has them it doesn't yes. matter who you are Oh, yeah. that's
1: right you know that's right
0: everyone Very has specific them.
2: yeah they are yes. that's right and that's why people aren't being mean a lot <sighs> of the time that's what i always remind myself people are mostly good there's a few people out there that you know whatever but exclude them so they didn't mean to say something that really triggered me in that moment and took me back to something that happened twenty years ago. Yeah. Um so I have to then say this is about me. This is about something that's going yep. on in my yes, life. That's and right. that person is still a good person. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, it's
1: really hard to do. <laughs> what are your hopes and dreams for the course? Mm.
0: Well, uh, we have fourteen more free workshops available in the next sort of eighteen months. Awesome, and that's period, yes. Listen. So Mums can sign up for those and register the, for those tonight, signing mm. into the Kindred website. And yep. I'll just have a shout out to Kindred, yep. but Stace, terrific. Andy who are setting them up. Yeah. And there's we have um we have six mothers facilitators who are ready to go, and that's Natalie, mm. Helen, Bree, Deborah, Deborah, and Kylie. They'll be running terrific. those. I'll be working with them. Mm. Yeah, so you can come to the Healthy Mums website or go to Kindred's website to sign up. Um my hopes and dreams is I would I, I keep looking for the opportunity gaps in the system. Mm. And one of the opportunity gaps that I identified was for paediatric therapists who were working mm. with mums all the time to chip the focus from the child to the mum just for 10 minutes in a 60-minute yes. session. Yes. Um, and so we we were quite successful with that and we did a, um, a nice study and it showed that mothers, they were the mothers that said that they felt seen. Mm. Um And, you know, for the first time, the OT asked them how they were and they were just shocked. Yes. You know, it's kind of terrible. But um, uh, so I would like to see um, a change in practice from paediatric therapists, from GPs to recognise. I would like that when you went to your GP, Mandy, and your GP was looking after your daughter, that they turned to you yes, and said, "I wish um, they did." And how are you going? And I've got a spot here. Yes. if you want to make this a double session, we can put you in. Mm. Like I, I would like to raise the awareness so that That's mothers are really it. wanted last week.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. And and in the emergency room, um, uh, you know, I, I just think that if, if awareness goes up, then everyone's going to win. Mums are going to win, and they because I think you know, giving up on standing up for yourself. Um, is just, you know, it's just not going to work. So my my job now really is um, going to professionals. I train professionals. That's my job at Monash. Um, yep. I'm, I'm also course coordinator for the pediatric physiotherapy yes, course. Awesome. We, we send allied health, um, we send OT physio speech off to all the fantastic Source Kids Expos. Yep. Yeah. brilliant. We're working with Emma and, and Kelly there. We've got Um, allied health students we're trying to train them about peds see whole families going through these expos like we so there's lots of levels we're trying to you know improve Mm. the system um i i'll remain focused i was focused on children and i still love children gorgeous little things but you know i was with my friend um patty who i'm seeing soon and you know her son has cp and um We were watching a group of children at CP, and I was looking at them, and I was like, "Look how gorgeous they are! Look how hard they're trying!" I was looking at how they were trying to reach out with their elbows to hit a bell, and she's like, "I'm looking at the The mums, mums. me too. (laughs) I'm always looking at the mums, totally. Yeah, so so my focus cannot shift from the mums because." Same. A lot of people are doing everything else, yeah, and that's, mm. so that's what I'm going to keep doing. Mm. Yep,
2: well, well, I mean, it's what we do,
0: yeah, and it's what we passionately that's what you do. believe yes. in, yes, yes. yes. It's we you're could, so what you do is amazing, and um, there's so many amazing mums making a difference right now. Oh, I think many leading you're leading the pack, you know. Well,
1: we're right back, back at, plop, at you because yes, we're.
0: Thrilled to speak to you today. We could talk to you
1: for hours and hours and hours. If you could leave our peas with like a couple of things,
2: obviously we'll try and get them to do the course, but what a couple of things that you could tell them?
0: Mothers are very important people Mm. and you're a very important person. Mm. Um, Every little thing you do for yourself is a step in the right direction. Mm.
2: Um, Yeah, it doesn't have to be messy.
0: Find time for yourself. Put it in your Google calendar, put it in a diary and protect Mm. that time for yourself. Yeah. Even if it's just listening to, you know, Spotify, the two peas in a pod, Spotify, Mm. Titanium, whatever I said, (laughs) Beautiful Day, you know, do something for yourself. Mm. And um, and then the last thing I'll say is you're an expert in advocacy, in consuming health information, in um, communicating with professionals. Use those skills for yourself. Yeah. Mm.
2: Really, we just need to hear that every day. Yeah. It needs to go on the fridge, really, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It so we'll
0: the write the it fridge. down, I'll send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm going to call you, Kate. You're going to phone It's going to be me saying, mothers are very. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so um, I just wanted to ask because I ask everyone, is there anything we've missed that you wanted to talk about? Mm
0: well Mandy I think um that's the, the what there's two things I'd like to talk about just really briefly because I because having spoken to really thousands of mothers mm. you know everyone would know that guilt is a big issue mm. um you know feeling guilty that you um your child's going to lie on the floor um for an extra 15 minutes if you do the you know youtube mm, sit ups mm. something mm. um and so I think we we just need to keep a track of that there's huge downstream benefits to your children, mm. partners, other important adults in your life if you look after yourself. Mm. So um so guilt is just a wasted emotion. Yep. Um, in you know, really I would say take the energy that goes into guilt and turn it into something positive for yourself where you can. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Um so so guilt. Is one thing we just need to sort of process, and the other thing is going to counsellors, psychologists, mm, and talking yep. about guilt and working out why you hang on to guilt. Is is mm. that a, a strategy, an avoidance strategy? Why do we hold on to guilt? Because mm. um, it's only really harming us. Mm. So another thing that harms us, and this is the last thing I probably want to say uh, today, is um, is the issue of resentment. And we've mm. talked about resentment. Resentment rises its head. You know, people that say jarring things to us. Mm. Uh, you know, partners that eat in food courts when we're you know <laughs> sweating and half you know hysterical trying to keep the house yeah. under control <laughs> yeah yeah uh you know um you know people that don't understand your life situation because mm. they're not in the knowing group mm. and so with resentment you know the the thing that i've said many many times when it comes up in workshops is um you know, resentment's like a hot coal in the palm of your hand that you're squeezing, mm. and the only person that's hurting is you. Yes. So, you know, throw it away. You you know, turn again, turn resentment into an action for yourself, saying mm. to yourself mentally, note to self, I'm going to make time to go to the food court. Now, mm. Kate's already said she didn't want to go to the food court. <laughs> but I would have. I would have. <laughs> she would Yeah, but, but take that opportunity yeah. to instead of like offload on the person mm. because that just Again, it adds to stress, anger. It's not good yeah. for our health. You know, what can I get out of that that's oh, positive for so myself? So powerful. <laughs> yes. I need to hear this. Yes, I need to hear this too. Mm. Yeah, so mm. guilt and resentment are my last two <clears throat> things. And I think it probably us to um, I'm sharing what many women have said to me. I'm sharing the wisdom of others, of yes. the knowing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. Um, I hope I hope it speaks to you as well today. That's so thanks it. so much for the interview. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Helen. Thank you you thank have you, thank gifted
1: you. our community today. Yeah, all this is in the show notes. Gifted them in your entire work. Yeah. Thank you for being a powerhouse woman looking after us. Who else is looking
0: out for us? Not Nobody. many people. Yeah.
1: So we're extremely amazing. grateful and thankful to you. Women are amazing.
0: Thanks, Mandy. Thanks, Kate. You guys keep going too. Uh, yes, we, will. we will. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Bye. Okay. <laughs> thanks. Bye.
1: Oh,
2: Helen was awesome. Yeah, I really wanted to ask so many more deep, specific questions, and yeah. I'm like, that's
1: not what this is about. I this know. about you, Kate.
2: So yeah. um, those workshops sounds really, really good. Yeah, Sign everyone, up they're, free. Yeah. they're free. They're, when they're free. When is it?
1: Everyone free for peas? Nothing. Free workshop for bees, Yeah. Except for us. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know actually, how much of a workshop
1: we are. Well, this is actually <laughs> scientifically based. Kate yeah. and I are not. <laughs> no. <you'll laughs> Although get- I said to Kate when we stopped recording, I reckon... Maybe if Helen could do a study on our podcast. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'd love to know. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Anyway, what made you cry this week? Well, actually, the thing that made me cry,
2: I got even more insight for when I was listening to Helen, when Mm. she was talking about the knowing. Mm. And I was saying to my psychologist, um, I feel like I've lost some friends Mm. and I feel like the friendship is dying. Like I couldn't find another word. Yep, And he said, Yes, it is. And you're grieving. It's an yes. actual grief. And just putting the, a word it around it yes. made me feel better about the pain, if that makes any yes. sense at all. And then I was thinking when I was listening to her, they're not in the knowing. They're not in the knowing. It's not their fault. No. They're good people. They're just That's not in right. the knowing of what I'm going through. No. And so they they can't relate. No. And so I'm allowed to grieve that and I've, I just... It's weird when I finally take ages to work something out. I'm like, I feel better about it now. Yeah. Because I understand it. Yeah. So yeah, but I had a, I've had a lot of tears about that. But I think, I think that works in so many areas of our life when you're like, I love Sally. What's why are we disconnecting? Yeah. Oh, Oh, totally. Just even
1: this little bit, you're not in the knowing. So
2: yeah, yeah. That was my. That was my cry. Yeah. What
1: about you? Oh. Maybe tell you make a yep. difference because mine is all in one. Okay, so my make a difference
2: and my laugh is quite similar. This will have been a couple of weeks ago by the time you all hear it, but Mandy and I went to Canberra for oh, Neighbours Every so Day, good. which we've spoken about in a snap pea and you've heard it. But my difference was I think it's the last time I'll be in the Qantas lounge.
1: Oh, God, and yes. Mandy and
2: I had the best time. We got to Canberra. So in 2018 or 19, I did like two or three – did, we did peas travel – I did some travel for something else and then I did two overseas trips. So it was insane. I've never done that much travel in my life and I will never do it again. But mum and I went over to Ireland for my uncle's Mm. 70th um, I went to New York for a friend's 50th. So it just ended up this weird year where I did this travel and i am got platinum status. Woo! And I actually didn't have it. A friend of mine is a travel agent and he said, you've got to fly to Noosa. Oh. And so we, so I, I was like, really? He's like, yes, it'll be the greatest <laughs> thing you've ever done. So I flew to Noosa. It's a whole special lounge at the airport. I know loads oh of people my know gosh, about it. I would it.
1: never get to go in there.
2: No, That's and awesome. I will never get to go again. Anyway, the funny thing, a horrible thing is because of COVID, they just kept rolling it over oh. because you've got to get – so many points. You have to be a proper person that yes. flies, obviously, to have this luxurious lounge. Anyway, so because of COVID, they rolled it over, rolled it over. It ends in July. I don't believe it's Qantas really is rolling it over no. anymore. Are you listening, Qantas? Roll it over yes. for me. Um, but I'm not your target audience because I'm poor. Yeah. But um, anyway, we got to Canberra <laughs> and we had time to kill before we went to Parliament <sighs> House. And we were like, we could just stay here all day.
1: You should have seen me. I was bamboozled. I was like,
2: where do I go? What do I choose? I know. What the heck? And it's beautiful, the Canberra Lounge. I hadn't been in there before. You Canberrans have a beautiful platinum lounge. Wow. You really, really do. Beautiful lighting. I really soaked it up. Wood paneled walls. Mandy was... I had like four
1: glasses of Coke. (laughs) And that was at, I think, 8.30 in the morning. (laughs) Don't listen to that, Helen. Don't listen. Then when we came back, I had, like, two things of soup. I was like, oh. Fresh bread rolls. Thank you, Kate. It was – Well, thanks to Qantas, they rolled it over. So
2: we really love – so my Make a Difference was my last ever visit to the Qantas Lounge. I mean, if they want to just give it to us. Look, I'll take it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Anyone – is anyone listening know anyone at Qantas? Tell them how – we love it. (laughs) There was two – people next to us and one of them was like oh the beer's not that cold oh. and we were laughing like we wouldn't complain about a thing in here never Nothing. ever, ever. that's was... when you know you're not platinum worthy that's right when you think i can't believe there's beer in here oh, rather than gosh. oh this beer's a bit warm it was the greatest <laughs> and we did it in canberra twice i know and we did it in melbourne so we oh, had a great day some... so that... i'll do my laugh because it yeah. flows on from that my laugh was that um mandy and i had Costa from Gardening Australia oh in the airport taxi gosh. with us, walking through the airport, smuggling him into the lounge because he was flying virgin. <laughs> so I was like, "Who's? they're going to let him in. Of course they're so let him get in. So we get up to the counter and there's like a lovely gentleman and lady and I just said, which one of you is the nicest? <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they just look at him and they're like, he can come he in. He can come in. And um, he made us laugh the whole day. Time. The oh, whole day. But gosh. walking with him, I think it'd be like going somewhere with Harry Styles. Oh my god. People gosh. are drawn to oh. him. And not once does he say, I gotta get going.
1: Hi Costa, this is my mum's garden. They show him Showing garden him
2: photos pieces. of their garden. Everyone, everyone. Everyone at the neighbours every day showed yep. him. Randoms at the airport showed him and he just faces them. Looks at them, engages with them. Photos I'm like with you the were put kids. on this earth oh. to be the Gardening Australia national oh treasure that you gosh. are. He is
1: anyway. He's going to come on the podcast. He might come on the podcast. Yes. I think he's
2: going to come on. I said, he's we like need
1: yep. to talk about gardens, and he was and like, "Yep, kids. I'm there." Yeah, and he was like, you, "Make sure you set that up."
2: Yeah. So I must actually set that up. But um, yeah, he just he made us laugh in that lounge. He was so funny. We've put a story on our Instagram. It's in our highlights, and he just I don't know. He was just a bundle of joy and he filled our cup and he we really laughed did. and
1: laughed and laughed at him yeah and we had a fun day a fun day yes, it was, thank was you, lovely thank you sam
2: yeah thank you sam you're the best
1: my laugh cry make a difference was going to see champions the movie i will have already talked about it in a snap pee, but here it is again mm, mm, go and see it mm, if you're at the movies or as soon as it comes on your streaming mm, you mm, watch it watch mm, it with your whole family mm, we went with special olympics there was 140 of us we yeah. hired out of cinema and um, I went early in the morning and said, okay, I'm just making sure everything's okay. Yes, yes. Um, could I have a microphone so that we can do a little mm. speech at the start? Yes, 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 yes. Aww. Then um, shout out to Eilish, who was the manager at Eastland, and she is a professional or studying. Aww. Awesome. And she was awesome. She said, all of my staff here are basically OT, speech students. Wow, Yeah. So she's like, they're going to be fine. And I said, well, because we know that our athletes tend to come about an hour early. Yes. So I will be here and we will get everyone in. And anyway, just the joy of watching a movie that's made for your people. Yes. The laughing, the noises. It was so magic. And I just want them to make a sequel. I love all those actors. Mm, Mm-mm. I, I have to go. Cried see it. I cried big see it. tears running down my face, dripping into my neck, right? Wow. That is P life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're when do you watch a movie about your life? Never. Never. Not and I just sex need more the people city. to watch it. So <laughs> <I'm> joking. <laughs> <laughs> I need more peas to watch it yes, because there's so successful. many themes yes, and I want yes. to talk about it. Yes. So, yeah, and it deserves to be successful. Mm. So please go and watch it. Yes, very, very good. All All of it. Laughed, cried, and it made a huge difference. Well, that's what movies are supposed to do. I know, but there's not very many of them. And then Molly's like, I prefer Marvel. I was (laughs) like, Young lady, <laughs> no, we loved it. Darren laughed so loud. Yeah, you know when you're looking over at your family. Yes, and, you, and then the next day, Miss Twelve was in the car with her friends, and she said, "You all need to go and see the movie Champions." I went to support my family. Oh, and it was so cute, and yeah. I was just silent. Yes, and I thought, listen talk. to her spruiking off. The, yes, yes, uh, yes. You know, awesome. The movie. Mm. They, they're not in the knowing. Her friends. No, they're not in the knowing. No, but so they might get there. They, you never know. Mm. Anyway. Thank so you, we will P's. let you be. Rate and review. Thank I heard, you for the reviews. There's um, beautiful reviews in love there. love them.
2: Thank you. And I heard, um, because I always listen to Cancelled with Claire and Jessie, and they said even if you're too lazy, because they have a whole lazy girl, girls, um, even just hitting the five stars, yep. it actually helps people find you. Yes. So, yep, hit those five stars. It's really, really easy. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay, right. we'll
1: see you next week. Bye.
2: Bye.